Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Thomas. We're going to move to regional updates. We will keep your microphones live as I think there's an opportunity here for an interactive discussion to build on the points that were raised by both of you. We have Jeanette Melho, chair at Ange Quebec, a prominent angel group and member of NACO that does extraordinary work in unlocking capital in the province of Quebec. Also joining is Derek Hunter, president and CEO at Blue Sky Equities based in Calgary, Alberta. Derek was recognized this past year as the BDC Angel Investor of the Year at the NACO World Angel Investment Summit and is a member of Valhalla Angels. We also have Lynn Davis, chair at SWO Angels based in southwestern Ontario and part of the angel cluster called Equation Angels. Derek, as an active angel investor, what are you seeing on the ground in Alberta? And let me set the stage here. The innovation ecosystem there was emerging in a significant way after years of work, including NACO, being quite active in the region. But there were also challenges in the broader environment. Are we at risk of the startup and scale-up ecosystem losing the momentum that we built up over these past years? It would be great if you could situate us around the policy environment and what you're seeing within your portfolio. Yeah, maybe I'll talk a little bit about uh, sort of the policy environment and then a little bit about just uh, some data from within our portfolio. So last October in the provincial budget, Alberta slashed uh, shred, uh, the provincial component of shred and also its investor tax credit, which made Alberta the only province without shred and, and to my knowledge, the only jurisdiction in the developed world that didn't support entrepreneurs through the tax system specifically. And uh, as a result, they took a lot of heat from a lot of people. They created in December what they called the Innovation Capital Working Group. I was asked to be a panelist. There were seven of us that participated in this working group to basically look at ways to make the the province more uh, uh, hospitable, I guess, to entrepreneurs and particularly technology entrepreneurs. The panel, we just finished our final draft on Tuesday. It'll be submitted to the minister on Friday. And it's been fascinating because it, it took a, it was basically a full-time job for a couple of months. And then of course, uh, COVID emerged. And so we, we've, we've got a crisis on top of kind of, and our, and our project sort of felt less important, but maybe in a lot of ways, it actually becomes more important. In Alberta, you know, we've not only got a COVID crisis, but you've had a massive demand shock on the energy side which has led to a collapse in energy prices and and the very likely real likelihood that oil prices might actually go negative so you know that is a huge problem in Alberta but it's also a national problem in the sense that energy is our largest Canada's largest export industry by a wide margin and and so the impact it'll have on the federal budget on the revenue side is is going to be you know I've, I've seen something like $20 billion uh, uh, this year. So we're, you know, the things, things are very fluid. What I can say for the Albertans on the line is, is that I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with the recommendations that were made to the government. It's very difficult to, in, in our report, it, you know, we don't know if it's going to be public or not, but we'll, uh, you know, uh, hopefully see a change in, in sort of the landscape. And just very briefly, you know, I run a, a private company. We're uh, an active angel investor. We've invested in 69 seed stage companies since 2012. What we're seeing is that we, we've been trying to train our entrepreneurs to be transparent and to report regularly. And we've concluded that about 75% of the portfolio is is actually uh, well positioned to weather the storm, i.e. as a runaway of at least a year. There's a handful, there's, there's probably seven or eight that we're genuinely worried about. And there's about three that are actually positioned to really uh, thrive in this situation. So I'll leave it at, at that unless there's some questions, Claudia. Jeanette, perhaps you could 
share some comments around the work that you're doing on the ground with Ange Quebec and help situate us around what has been an extraordinary success in unlocking capital in the province. Yes, good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me practice my English. In Quebec, Ange Quebec has more than 100 entrepreneurs in portfolio. So I have divided them in three categories of what we've been observed, what was observed. Survival mode, this is one of the categories. Few startups decided to delay their plan for a few weeks or months after taking into consideration the possible impact on their businesses let's say, actual lack of market or actual lack of money. There's another kind, which I called pivot or as usual business. Those are agile startups that are seeing opportunities and adapting their customer segment to be part of the new economy that is emerging with the crisis. And we've got a lot of those that is just adjusting their customer segment orientation becoming kind of, I know we cannot say that, but kind of COVID-19 compliant. And all those who just keep business as usual because they can. And we've got the third categories that I called financing. For those who are still seeking financing, it is a bit harder to secure financial commitment from the ecosystem at this very moment even if they have access to non-dilative funding from few programs offered by government, let's say Canada, the provinces, or even the cities. So what we've noticed is that those entrepreneurs need our, you know, cash is king. So they need better support to manage the cash flow to extend their runway in the best way. They also need expertise help to adapt their business operation plan. And they need more, pra- more planning and control to lead a team working remotely. And they also might need more money to create the proper value proposition to their customer segment and create value for their corporation, which is not easy on that crisis. So in Quebec, at Ange Quebec, We're 250 members, so it's an important group that we are here. So pre-crisis, we we already had, for all our entrepreneurs, they had to create a board with two angels on it, on each and every board, to help them learn how to report and follow KPIs to to get to KPIs. We also have one full-time director to support our entrepreneurs. This is kind of stuff that we already had, but adapted since the beginning of the crisis. We add a weekly training offered to the angel for how to react to a crisis as a member of a board for our angel to support better our entrepreneurs. We're having a look each and every day of what would be important for them to to have better support. So we're there for them, and we're very open, ears and eyes open for us to support them go through. Lynn, could you give us some comments? And I'm going to try to line this one up here. I received an email this morning from John McRitchie. John is the Assistant Vice President of Zone Learning and Strategic Initiatives at Ryerson University, who works 
very closely with the entrepreneurs across incubators and accelerators. And here's what he wrote. I am concerned about the ability of a significant number of our startups to survive. Many are pre-revenue or just in revenue and have burn rates that they cannot sustain for very long. We will need options soon to help them bridge this period. With this in mind, when you look at the response that we've seen from government, which has been extraordinary, they're working tirelessly, they're dealing with a combined health pandemic and economic crisis that's cutting across the entire economy. But with John's comments in mind, where do angels fit into this picture? How can we mobilize them? How can we leverage the power of the angel community to support the entrepreneurs that are struggling right now to keep their companies afloat? And what are you seeing on the ground? And how are angels responding to the current crisis? Okay, so I threw some notes together on this, Claudio, and I think I'm going to start there and then kind of work my way back because perhaps in what I'm thinking, I'm inadvertently answering what you're asking. So in Southwestern Ontario, we have joined uh, up with Angel One and GTAN to form Equation Angels, which is an opportunity to provide better service to not only the, the entrepreneurs, but also to the angels in terms of deal flow and due diligence and the like. And in thinking about having three minutes to talk about all the things that have begun to transpire as a direct result of COVID, there have been lots of conversations. I know you are all having them as well to say, okay, what do we need to do? When do we do it and how? And the question has been asked, do we sit back, wait till the dust settles, see what the landscape look like, looks like a few months from now? And my gut reaction to that is no. And I'm, I'm hearing, I think I'm hearing the echo of that in, in other speakers' comments today. What we need to do is lean in. We need to communicate with our founders. Communication has never been more important than it is now. And what we need in order to communicate is trust. As investors, our contribution to any given startup, it, it's often more than financial. We act as mentors, advisors, board members. And more than ever before, the expertise we can offer to our startups could prove vital to their survival. So the caveat to this is that they need to trust that we have the best interest of their company at heart and not just the best interest of our investment dollars. And going back to the previous point, we can also show up by offering um, our expertise. I've been heartened by the number of companies, both startups and established organizations that have leaned in using their tech to set small businesses up with websites in order to be able to handle online shopping, companies that have pivoted in order to provide essential items or services required to fight this pandemic. And there are more innovative and viable initiatives coming to the fore every single day. New companies that will look to us for support. So that collaborative spirit, that entrepreneurial spirit, will help see us through this surreal time. And personally, I'd rather be part of it than sitting on the sidelines. The how uh, will be more complicated, but I think if we continue to put the founders first, I will not only find the strategies to move forward, but also the means to support them. So I'm, I'm not sure, Claudio, if I've, I've come back around to, to what you're asking, but um, in the ecosystem here, we are, we are in touch with our founders, we are trying to determine next steps, um, that lending of expertise, uh, an understanding of cash flow, that's going to be obviously one of the biggest issues as we move forward. Just trying to make sure that we provide the support that, that we can. 